This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The legal information presented on In Legal Terms is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information conveyed does not create any type of attorney-client relationship. Please consult an attorney provider before making any decisions about your specific legal questions. from MPB Think Radio, the show all about you and your guests and your rights. Our host is Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. Hello, Professor Gershon. Good morning, Liz. I hope you've had a great start to your week, and uh, really, I'm so excited about the show we have today. Um, we tried to talk about heirs property once before, but we got so many calls about property in general that we really didn't get to explore the topic very much, and it's an important topic. So it's wonderful to welcome Evangela um, Wade, who is president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Justice, and Andrea Barnes, who's the director of the Heirs Property Project uh, at the Mississippi Center for Justice. Good morning, uh, attorneys Wade and Barnes. And uh, again, it's great to welcome you back to the show. Can you please tell us a little bit about your backgrounds and the work of the Mississippi Center for Justice? Good morning. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you all for uh, having us back. Vangela uh, Wade, President and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Justice. Uh, certainly, I have practiced law for now. Oh, goodness, I'm sort of, uh, I guess I'll say it, I'll put it out there, uh, for over 25 years. Uh, time sure does fly when you're having fun. Uh, and I, I can tell you that one of the, the areas that I've practiced uh, over, this, over this time that I've really enjoyed the most has been heirs property. So looking forward to talking about that today. Prior to to uh, joining MCJ as president and CEO, I served on the board of directors for uh, four years uh, at, while I was in private practice, and that practice did center around the state estate planning, estate administration, heirs' property. Uh, before that, I've worked in uh, areas of diversity and uh, cross-cultural competency and labor and employment law as well. So I uh, have a, a fairly diverse background. Um, went to law school late, uh, um, 10 years after undergrad, uh, so that's a whole nother life, life of work. So uh, I won't get into that journey. I'll let Andrea uh, tell about her, her, her work and her journey in this in in this heirs property area uh, thank you Vangela good morning uh, Professor Gershon so, uh, so excited to be uh, back on the show this morning again I am attorney Andrea Barnes I currently serve as the director of the heirs uh, property Chi- project for the Mississippi Center for Justice uh, prior to joining uh, MCJ I too uh, have uh, like attorney Wade uh, a diverse background in that I've been in private practice as a solo practitioner, a law partner, a prosecutor, a professor, a law clerk, and the list uh, goes on. However, throughout my career, whether that was in, uh, you know, as a solo practitioner and or um, as a law partner, I've always practiced primarily in chancery court, uh, handling matters that involved uh, state administration and helping families clear title to their land. So, um, you know, uh, this too, in terms of heirs' property and, and helping families resolve these title issues is a passion uh, for me and just excited to be able to do the work to help Mississippians. 
And it's so it's so great we're having the show today because we had uh, Judge Tori Odom of the Chancery Court on uh, last week to talk about uh, the issues resolved by the Chancery Court. And so, can you please talk to us a little bit? I know I know the Center for Justice handles a lot of different issues, so voting rights and housing. We've had shows um, with you with these uh, members of the Centers of Justice, attorneys from the Center of Justice, uh, in the past. But what is heirs' property exactly? Well. Uh I often call Ayers property a quagmire, but uh, in legal in legal terms, Ayers property is uh, ownership interest in property uh, by a, a, a multi multiple owners. So uh, we call them tenants in common because those those persons, whether they're family members or otherwise, own. A percentage or interest in the in a particular piece uh, uh, or plot or acreage, uh, and they are they are tied in common. They're co they're connected through that ownership. Uh, the heirs property issue sort of uh, uh, really on the negative side arises when people fail to transfer that ownership interest uh, legally. Uh, sometimes it, we have we often see where people will pass away without having a will or made some other arrangement for legally transferring their interest ownership interest in property, and so it falls in what we call uh, heirs heirs interest or heirs ownership, meaning that the deceased person's heirs own that person's interest in that property, whether that is a, you know, full full ownership of, of a number of acres or maybe a, a small, minute uh, percentage of ownership in that property, that interest then falls to their surviving heirs. The issue becomes really sort of morphs in when we're trying to identify just who are those heirs. You know, it's it's one thing that we may know personally. You know, this is my child, this is my husband, my my siblings, my parents. But the law doesn't know that until it is legally determined. So, uh, in Mississippi, when a person dies without a will or transferring property uh, through a legal, you know, deed or other means, then the state determines who that person's heirs, uh, who, who the who the heirs are to that person and their their property interest. Uh, what you know gets really interesting in this, and I'll, I won't go on too much longer before, because I, I know you have a multitude of questions. But what really gets interesting is when it, you're determined when it's determined based on intestate succession. That's what it's called when the state determines who the heirs are, based on who's surviving the decedent. So the first layer would be the person's uh, surviving spouse. Uh, and and then if there's a spouse and children, then the spouse and those children will have an equal share or heir share in in that property. Um, so uh, I'll stop there because I can imagine that there are other questions that may come come out of that uh, bit of information. Well, that's that's great, and I think I think you know one of the things that uh, I know the heirs property project. Um, encourages is, is estate planning. We can talk more about how estate planning can help people avoid this issue. But what, what is the mission of the Heirs Property Project? 
Okay, so the mission of the um, Heirs Property Project is primarily to help uh, Mississippians, low-income Mississippians in, uh, who have Heirs Property issues obtain clear title to their land and ultimately preserve family land. So, you know, we seek to help families who want to uh, build and maintain their family legacy, in fact, do that, but do that with clear title to the property and not having to worry about uh, whether or not uh, the property or the family land is in a vulnerable position um, to potentially be a forced sale or whether or not there is, uh, you know, other issues that kind of come from uh, just being, you know, heirs property or, you know, um, and so ultimately that's what we do with the heirs property project. We want to help families who have a sincere desire to maintain uh, their legacy, help build uh, generational wealth, keep their property in their family. What a fantastic resource that we have in Mississippi. Thank you to both of you and to all of your team. We're talking about heirs' property with the Mississippi Center for Justice. If you'd have a question, we'd love for you to send us your emails. Our address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. After the show, if you'd like to contact this center, how can you do that? I'll tell you next. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. by calling 877-MPB, the number four car. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. This is In Legal Terms. Now, not everybody has a chance to listen to our show live, so if you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show. Our website is inlegalterms.mpbonline.com. Our host is Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. I'm Liz Gill. This morning, we're talking about heirs' property. And if you'd like to contact the Mississippi Center for Justice, you can call their heirs' property hotline. That number is 1-877-952-952. Four three four seven, or you can email the heirs property team. That email address is hp 
for Air's property, HP at MSCenterForJustice.org, and that four is a F-O-R. Our guests are Vangela Wade, President and CEO of Mississippi Center for Justice, and Andrea Barnes, Director of Air's Property Project at the Mississippi Center for Justice. And this is, it's such a great topic, Liz. I, I actually first became acquainted with the Air's Property issues in South, when I was living in South Carolina. Um, and coastal South Carolina, a lot of the uh, people who were had been slaves and were freed were given land, but typically it was land, coastal land that was not very good for farming. It was right along the, the beach. Um, and later on, when that land became really valuable, uh, the, the land had passed through generations without any estate planning. And so people had fractional shares. They just had small shares and developers could come and buy up one person's share and force essentially the property to be partitioned. And and so people were getting just a a fraction of what the the land value was. Um, And so um, it's, and and I'm sure there's similar issues in Mississippi. And so it's really great to talk about this um, with uh, with attorneys Wade and Barnes, and um, so what law related services does the center offer in relation to heirs property? Thank you, Professor Gershom. Um, we offer free initial consultations where we provide uh, advice and counsel to landowners who have questions or uh, concerns in reference to uh, heirs' property-related uh, issues. Uh, oftentimes, in terms of the free initial consultations or the advice and counsel that we provide, we ask uh, those family uh, members or the person who is contacting us to provide us with, uh, you know, some documentation as it relates to, you know, deeds and or uh, tax notice or tax receipts, so we're able to evaluate uh, the status of the property in addition to uh, ascertaining um, facts that are specific to that particular family so that we can have a holistic view of where the the family is and what advice we would offer based upon their facts and the state of the law um, in clearing that title. In addition to free initial consultations and providing advice and counsel, uh, we also provide um, presentations. And so the presentations... In our presentations, we actually um, discuss the Ash Property Project, our services, how one qualifies, and these particular presentations are held out to um, organizations, uh, n- other nonprofits, churches. Uh, we do family presentations, so sometimes families contact us um, where somebody may have read something about Ash Property or heard something about Ash Property, and they want to make sure that the family um, has that knowledge as well and in those family presentations. In addition, uh, again, to providing that advice and counsel, we're able to talk to the family specifically about where the family is as it relates to uh, their um, family situation. Um, And lastly, in terms of law-related services that we provide with the Ears Property Project, we actually also provide outreach and education that is um, legal, like a legal seminar, legal workshop, legal clinics. Um, And this is where, in this particular setting, we have uh, an attorney who it will educate and explain uh, the law as it relates to heirs' property and the legal services that are available uh, through through the center. Also at the uh, outreach education events, the attendees have an opportunity uh, to ask um, questions and speak directly uh, with the attorney um, as they attempt to learn how to clear a title to their land. 
This is great. Now, is there any cost to the, uh, for attending uh, the seminars or any of the, the educational resources? No, there is no cost to attend any of our sem seminars or even have the family presentations. Everything that we do as it relates to outreach and education um, with trying to inform um, and educate heirs property landowners about heirs uh, property and where their family stands is free of charge. And attorney uh, Barnes, when you do have presentations or seminars, will that information be on your website? Yes, it will. Um, uh, you can find information about the Ayers Property Project, what events that we have going on, on our website, which is www.mscenter, C-E-N-T-E-R-4, F-O-R, Justice, J-U-S-T-I-C-E dot org. You can click on Ayers Property Project. There you will find um, actually one of our first uh, legal seminars that we we uh, done uh, last year, where you can find more information, but any information in reference to events is also found not only on our website, but also on our social media, so our Facebook page, which which is Mississippi Center for Justice. And I um, want to follow up on what Andrea said with regards to the um, the, the cost or, or the fact that the legal services that we provide uh, at MCJ, uh, the, the actual attorneys, that there are no attorney's fees. That that le the legal fees are uh, you know no cost to the client. What we found in doing this this work not only is in our uh, you know private practice uh, before joining MCJ, but also during uh, the the work that we're currently doing doing in the Heirs Property Project is that even though we are offering free legal uh, work, the representation as it relates to. Uh, Helping to you know to determine suits to determine heirs, suits to quiet title, probating wills that families may have held on to for years without taking taking those wills through probate, thereby creating an heirs property issue. Uh, even though we provide that service, that representation without a charge uh, to people who qualify, uh, the, the the people often cannot afford the the case expenses or the cost, which could be the filing fee. In Mississippi, the filing fee uh, in any chancery court for chancery matters, such as, you know, uh, probating a will or or uh, suit to determine heirs, it's going to be about $150, $152, or $56. There's a, 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 a standard fee that's been, uh, filing fee that's been set. Then you, uh, of course, there, once you file a, a, an action, you've got to notice, uh, give notice to all, all known or unknown heirs. And if you have to publish in the newspaper, uh, then that fee, you know, that's a fee that has to be paid to the, to the newspaper. Uh, often we find that people will need to have uh, title searches done, uh, and that's a fee that would need to be paid to uh, a title, someone to do the title search. And then, of course, if there's a survey to be done, then that's an expense that the family would have to bear. So while we're offering uh, the free legal service, uh, re 
legal representation, often it's a challenge for families who are, as Andrea would, would has often said, who are land rich but cash poor to e- even move forward with resolving the title issue. So we're, we're often uh, speaking to potential funders, um, whether they're you know banks or other community organizations, uh, for uh, you know trying to find resources for families to be able to afford to actually go forward with uh, an action to to clear or to remove clouds from title, land title, as a result of heirs' property uh, uh, issues. I'm sure some of these, these fees, you know, can mount up, and, you know, we can touch on that in a moment, but it intrigued me when you mentioned that there may be a family that there is a will, but nobody's brought it forward. That that how often has that happened? Oh, it it it, it, it has happened often, uh, more often than not. And, and she I, says while closing her eyes and shaking her head. <laughs> and and I say that I say that you know sort of uh, laughingly because when we're doing our seminars, one of the uh, point, one of the things that I'll point out is that sometimes people will have you know family members who you know maybe two generations or a generation ago will have had a will prepared and you know that must have uh, you know had a, a cost related to it and for, for uh, what we find is family members will hold on to that will and not uh, present it for probate in court it's almost like they're holding on to it as a family heirloom and I've even had uh, people who will ask for the original will back and I said no you cannot have the original will because the original will has to be probated uh, you know in in court and that's retained throughout that that process certainly uh, so but it's just interesting how uh, you have one generation who made plans who did in, involve themselves in estate planning, only to be um, uh, for that to be set aside by uh, new, the next generation who will not move forward with executing that estate plan, which or that 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 planning, which was the will. Well, uh, speaking as the next generation, my mom passed away this past year, and oh, the paperwork at her house. So, I mean, there's. Paper upon paper upon paper. I, I think sometimes it could just take months or years to even find a will if you didn't tell someone that you had one. Exactly. And that's what we, we urge people to do. Once you do prepare a will and or if you have a, uh, you know, a power of attorney that uh, is that you can that the, the uh, attorney, in fact, can use during your lifetime to make sure that you do communicate that uh, the fact that you have a will or you have a power of attorney or you have an advanced health care directive to the parties who are going to be responsible. Uh, you, you know, you can't do these things and hide them in that, you know, underneath the bed or, uh, you know, on the bookshelf and no one knows that they even exist because that in itself could create a problem if if the, if the will, if a will exists and no one knows because then at that point they're going to proceed uh, 
with as though there's no will as and so that at that point the whole uh, intestate succession or the law comes into play as to the the state determining how your property is going to be distributed and that's not only real property your land but also personal property monies and you know uh, heirlooms and jewelry and so forth we are talking today with our guests, Vangela Wade and Andrea Barnes from the Mississippi Center for Justice about heirs' property. If you have a question, we would love for you to email us. Our address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. Now, how prevalent is heirs' property in Mississippi? I'm going to paint you a picture next. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing a doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Professor Richard Gershon is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill, and we hope that you'll subscribe to our podcast or uh, you can find MPB Think Radio recordings at mpbonline.org slash radio. This morning, we're talking about heirs' property with our guests from the Mississippi Center for Justice, Vangela Wade, its president and CEO, and Andrea Barnes, director of the Heirs' Property Project. Now, on the center's website, mscenterforjustice.org slash heirs, they have a map, and it's of the south, and it shows the counties by color. It's got light yellow through green and blue and dark purple. And the yellow counties have very few properties that are co-owned by heirs, but with more property owned, it has a darker color. Folks, Mississippi is almost all purple and dark blue, reflecting the higher percentage of properties owned by heirs, tenants in common, and estates. I guess Mississippi seems to be disproportionately from the surrounding states to have this uh, apply to their lives. So we are very glad to have our guests on. Liz, you know, nationally fewer than half the population, less than half the population of the United States will have a will, will have an estate plan. So uh, you know, that, that's something that everybody really needs to think about in terms of not leaving a mess for their family when they die. I mean, you know, the, 
some people, I, I actually had a former client say, well, if I make a will, I'll die. And, and the truth is, whether you make the will or not, um, that's going to happen. So the question is, what, what kind of mess are you going to leave for your family? And so when, when heirs come to you, um, attorneys Wade and Barnes, what, what kind of services can you provide them from the beginning? I mean, what, you know, how, how, where, would the, where would you even start um, with, a, with a group of people that came and said, you know, there, there are 15 of us that we know of that own this property. There might be more. Um, what can we do? <laughs> Right. That's a great. That's a great. Great question and a great place to start. Uh, you know, one of the one of the keys to knowing or or working through this heirs property quagmire is knowing as much about the family and the family history as as possible. Uh, so one of the first actions that we ask uh, the families to to undertake is to to map out a, a family tree. So that they can, we can walk back as to you know uh, the the parents, the you know their parents, the the uh, you know the number of children that those parents bore, uh, and then of course uh, any children that are uh, parents and or children that are deceased, and then break that out. And before you know it, you know just depending on how many uh, uh, children the the uh, patriarchs, the, the original patriarchs had, uh, it could be a massive number of of heirs uh, that may have a fractional in- ownership interest in in property but that's one of the that's one of the first places to start and that's what we tell uh, our attendees at the at some at the uh, the uh, informational sessions or educational sessions that we do is to, you know the first step is to map out your family uh, because we're going to ask the family that uh, as part of the initial interview and before really before we can move uh, you know make any significant legal uh, uh, strategy uh, we've got to know who those who those family members are and where they reside if they're still if they're still living uh, so that's that that's a big piece and and so with that uh, we can file a petition to determine the heirs but as a part of that we have to notice all known and unknown heirs so um, having that family tree can certainly help us uh, to find those those uh, the folks that are that are still that are still living no matter where they are we've had people uh, you know maybe the, the of course the land is located has to be located here in Mississippi but you know we have heirs that as a part of the great migration you know to all points north east and west uh, people are scattered and uh, some of them may not even realize that they have a, a potential fractional ownership interest in land located in Mississippi, but we've got to track those folks down and either have them personally served with notice of the petition to determine the heirs, uh, you know, either have a process server go knock on their on their door, uh, or certainly send it by certified mail. So there's a process uh, for noticing, uh, you know, giving due process uh, to 
people who may have an ownership interest or an interest in in the property or in the legal action. So that's those are the, some of the first places to start. Of course, we have an intake process that Andrea can tell you more about that also deter, you know that also has a eligibility element um, or requirement since we are a nonprofit and you know our goal is not to provide free legal services to people with the means to to uh, hire a private attorney. Nor are we trying to displace private attorneys, uh, but we are trying to help people who fall within a certain uh, economic or socioeconomic um, background to move this this issue forward. So, uh, Andrew, what what is that intake? And uh, you know, when someone comes, what what do you look for to see if you can even represent them? Okay, so in terms of our intake process, the first thing that one uh, does is fills out or completes what's called our application for service. And the application for service is actually found on our website. Um, and so they can download it and uh, complete it, uh, and we can get it right away. So we look at the application for service, and then the application for service, it asks them about their um, income. Um, it asks them uh, whether or not uh, the, they're in current litigation, because that's important. Uh, it asks them whether or not the family family is in, agree in agreement in reference to um, clearing the title because that's also important. So the first thing that we assess is the actual application. Um, and the application or the application for service allows us to engage and speak about um, the services um, that are involved and the status of the family and the property. After we um, uh, uh, look at and evaluate the application for service, what we're looking at in terms of uh, determining whether or not one qualifies for service is one, um, the parties being in an agreement that the family being in agreement that they want the title clear to the property. Um, because one of the things we do not do, because we seek, um, as we stated earlier, to help families ob obtain clear title, but also preserve their legacy. So one of our service requirements is that the family is in agreement that they, in fact, want the title clear. So we don't represent um, um, contested issues where there is is, um, you know, one heir who wants to force the sale of the property or another heir who has a disagreement um, about the property. We help families who essentially want to keep the property and clear title to the property. And then the second layer, um, after we determine that, you know, the family is in fact in agreement, is determining whether or not at least one heir uh, qualifies for our services. And so, uh, you know, because we are a uh, public interest nonprofit law firm, Excuse me. Um, you know, we help low-income Mississippians. And so in terms of that income eligibility requirement, that's, you know, it cannot seed at least three times the federal um, guidelines. Uh, what uh, applicants for service don't have to worry about is trying to determine what that amount is or what that looks like. We actually have someone on staff who reviews the applicant applications for services and, and makes that determination and works with the family to determine if, in fact, that particular applicant uh, does not qualify, whether or not there is someone in the family who does. And that's three times that we will not provide legal representation to uh, persons whose, whose income exceeds three times the federal po poverty level uh, for that particular family size. And, and I think, you know, this is uh, a good, good chance for listeners to know where the center actually gets the money to do this, because it's it, this is not... Uh, uh, you don't get a big check from the government to do this. Where, where does where does the uh, center's money come from? 
Absolutely. We, we, we receive uh, funding through uh, foundations, through uh, grants. We have one uh, grant for, through the uh, Mississippi Bar, the Bar Foundation. Uh, we also have a, uh, received a recent grant through Walmart uh, to help clear title issues or resolve title issues for black farmers that we will be implementing in the uh, Delta uh, area. There are uh, several counties that we will focus on in the Delta area. Uh, we also have a, a, a grant that we're working on in conjunction with the Center for Heirs uh, Property Preservation, and you mentioned South Carolina. That is located in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, and, and uh, we're working as a sub grantee in, uh, on a project with, uh, we called it CHPP, Center for Heirs Property Preservation, uh, in the Mobile, Mobile Basin area of Mississippi, which really runs from the, on the east, east side of the state, from almost from the top, almost from the top to the bottom uh, of the state, and it encompasses, I believe it's 40, is it 48 counties? About 49. 40, mm -hmm. 49 counties in Mississippi where we we are going to, where we're focusing on heirs' property uh, issues and being able to uh, provide this service specifically to uh, residents or people who own property. And, and let me clarify, you don't have to be a resident of of Mississippi, uh, but certainly the property has to be in Mississippi and ha and with an heir's property uh, uh, issue connected to it, or uh, the title to that property is clouded by an heir's property uh, fractional ownership uh, issue. Oh, and, and let me add this. Uh, and, of course, you know, the center does uh, receive uh, individual donation from private individuals as as well. So, uh, you know, at, and we also uh, have received some uh, funds from uh, one of our local banks to help with those expenses that we mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, those, you know, the filing fees and the title of uh, the fees to, to do title searches. Well, it's, it's great that these foundations and, and companies like Walmart, are, you know, see the importance of preserving this wealth and, and, and helping people get clear title. Do you, do you ever have a complication where someone is, one family member is actually, say, there's a family home on, on, on the heir's property and one person's living there? Uh, and, and, you know, how, how do you... How do you deal with that issue? Because they're, they're maybe they're uh, the other people say, well, you should be paying me rent then if I'm if I'm a if I'm a fractional shareholder. Do you have those issues come up at all? I believe uh, actually we've had a couple of those, and Andrea has been in the midst of a similar similar situation. So I'll I'll ask her to speak to this as well. But I, I've I've had uh, cases in 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 my private practice uh, before I came on to MCJ uh, with that exact uh, you know facts exactly as as you laid laid it out. And what uh, people don't seem to understand is that. Whether I own a tenth of a, you know, my, my fractional interest is a is a you know tenth of a of an interest or percentage uh, of the total or half, I ha I would have just as much right 
to accessing that property and using that property uh, as anyone as any of the other tenants in common and that's one of the issues with you know being a tenant in common in this air in this uh, uh, having this this undivided interest in this property because what you also have within that particular situation where there's a, a you know heirs property issue is usually that property not only is it undivided of course there's no designated specific uh area or or, or plot that oh, that you know Jane Doe owns is we all own this one if it's an acre of land where we all have a fractional interest we all have an interest in that property and there's no designation as to where that specific interest lies within that one acre so you can't say well that's my spot over there and I can put up a you know a store I can put a plant a garden or I can put my picnic table out there on the west side northwest side uh, because we all own the property and there, there's no specific designation. And sometimes you do get in trouble or families get sort of uh, in conflict because someone is trying to use the property, uh, you know, for their own personal use to the exclusion of others. But specifically, if you live in a, if someone is living in a house uh, who also happens to be one of the tenants in common, then they have just as much right to live in that, in that house as a person who lives uh, you know, down the street in their own property. Everybody is responsible for paying the uh, upkeep, the taxes, and any other expenses related to that property. Often what we find is that people will uh, not pay their share, uh, and it falls on one person to pay the taxes, to pay upkeep, to pay the insurance if there is a, you know, a house or other other um, structure on, on that property. So this is how uh, a lot of times people, uh, families can fall into conflict because they feel that uh, one or the other, you, you know, some of the other tenants are, are taking advantage uh, of the person who's, who's here and or the person who has the means to pay the expenses related to property ownership. Attorney Barnes will hear from you in just a bit. Our guests are from the Mississippi Center for Justice. You can send us your questions to our email address, legalterms at mpbonline.org. If you contact the Mississippi Center for Justice, what can you expect? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio.
Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Thank you for being part of In Legal Terms. If you have missed any of our program, gosh, I'm sad for you because it's been a great one so far. But you can go back and listen to the whole show on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. It's also available on the MPB Public Media app, as are most of our local shows. Our host is Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law. I'm Liz Gill. At 11 a.m. Central on Tuesdays, following our over-the-air broadcast, you can hear Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, with Dr. Susan Buttress on MPB Think Radio. Now, the Mississippi Center for Justice will have presentations and legal seminars from time to time, as we've mentioned. They provide free initial consultations when someone applies for services. Their website mscenterforjustice.org slash heirs. It discusses some of the costs for legal services and what they will and what they will not do. We're talking with Vangela Wade, president and CEO of Mississippi Center for Justice and the director of the Heirs Property Project, attorney Andrea Barnes. And Andrea, before we get to our call, were you going to mention about we, Professor Gershon, uh, said, what if there's a house? What if there's a a big plot of land and there's a house on it? Uh, What experiences have you had with that? So one of the things, oftentimes, believe it or not, we have uh, quite a few callers or people who apply for service where this is the issue that, you know, we have a home. It's the home house, right? Um, and and there's no will, and, there you know, it's heirs' property. One of the things that we seek to try to do is talk to families about um, p- potentially entering into a family agreement where they agree what happens as it relates to use and possession of the property. And so if, you know, Uncle Johnny has been, you know, living in the home and we knew that, you know, grandmother wanted him to stay there and we all have homes, um, we can decide as a family, okay, Uncle Johnny, is allowed to, you know, live in the home, and we're not giving up our fractionated interest in the property, but we can agree that he, you know, is allowed to live there so long, you know, as he he desires or he lives. And then, in the event that he transitioned, we can decide as a family um, who then will be able to live in the, on the property or what else we want to do. So we, we encourage families to try to reach some type of, uh, 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 come to a, a meeting of the minds or some type of agreement um, on, on, on something that they can agree on in the event that they can cannot agree, the um, Federation of Southern Cooperatives has a mediation program that is also free to families with heirs' property issues, and then they seek to have a third party who is a certified mediator come in, speak with the family in an effort to get them on the same page, because we all recognize and understand that, you know, agreement is essential to, to move the needle forward in an effort to help the family resolve the issue. Oh, we talked about mediation two weeks ago. Man, it's it's wonderful. Everybody, everybody should do mediation. Mediation. We have a couple of calls we're going to get to before the end of our show. Let's go to Clarksdale and see what Homer has to say. Homer, we're glad you've called in for our heirs' property show. What's your comment or question? Uh, question. Uh, let me try to quickly throw these pieces of puzzle 
We have my my grandfather uh, had four kids. Two of them was boys. Two of them was girls. My mom did not. Uh, my mom's sister did not have any kids. Um, the land eventually. The two brothers were deceased. The lands were actually gave to us as she owned part of it and my mom owned part of it. The will, the initial will said that we, uh, my mom kids, us owned the land, but then it got amended and this tenant in common thing that you all are speaking of, we went and signed my aunties on a will that she made out and one of her brothers has kids now uh what i want to know is where her portion of the land where does that put us in reference and can we contest the older will the the, the initial will that's what i mean Andrea, I am going to punt this one to you. This may be a little too <laughs> convoluted to just answer over the radio, Homer. Uh, we suggest that you do contact the Mississippi Center for Justice. What's that phone number for your heirs' property hotline where Homer could uh, call to get a consultation? Okay, it is uh, 877-952-4347, and Mr. Homer will be more than happy to speak with you a little more in depth um, to make sure we understand what has transpired uh, with the uh, initial will, amended will, and where the party's stand. This just goes to show it, it happens to everybody. Let's go to Magnolia and speak with Ebony. Ebony, do you have a do you have an answerable question <laughs> for our guest from the Mississippi Center for Justice? I certainly hope so. The property I own is a, was accrued through by my mother. My uh, brothers on my father's side already had property. And it looks like to me, from what I can hear from you all, that they would be entitled to some part in this property, even though they was just his children. But my mother and him together accrued this property. <laughs> now, Miss Ebony, see, that's that's where uh, having resources like the Heirs Property Project at Mississippi Center for Justice comes in will come in handy because uh, it. From what you said, it sounds like those siblings, the brothers, may be uh, half siblings. And exactly. under under Mississippi's law, half siblings, uh, uh, well, whole siblings, or si siblings who had the same parents, take to the exclusion of half bloods uh, is what oh. the statute reads. So it oh. sounds like we, you you may need uh, some other, you, you know, to really have a, a, a consultation or to talk about this in a little more detail to see exactly oh. what what is what is real and and what is what is not so please give right. us a call remember okay, thank you ebony i'm glad you've called in this it, every family i'm telling you every family once again the email address for the heirs property team is hp for heirs property at org, and that hotline phone number is one eight seven seven. 
952-4347. We have 30 seconds left. Do we want to give out any other information? Yes. The only thing that I will mention is we do have a, an upcoming uh, expungement and Wills Clinic where attendees will be able to walk away with a tangible will that has been notarized and attested by two witnesses. It is June 3rd, 2022 from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, at the Mississippi Urban League's office, 2548 Livingston Road, Jackson, Mississippi, 39213. For more information, contact us at 601-352-2269, extension 122. All that information will be on the podcast information for this show. Thank you, ladies, for coming in. Came in. You came in. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Professor Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law. We couldn't do it without you and without Java Chapman and Jay White here in Jackson. I'm Liz Gill, and you've been listening to In Legal Terms every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.